98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Development Chief Michael Wong says Hong Kong needs more land for its economic and housing needs. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says it's a political party's civic duty to represent their supporters in LegCo. And Chinese tech giant Huawei says it will continue fighting charges against it from the United States. The Development Secretary Michael Wong has indicated that the amount of land needed to develop Hong Kong far exceeds the estimate of 1,200 hectares made a few years ago. Timmy Song has more details. Back in 2016, planning officials had estimated that Hong Kong would need around 1,200 hectares of land to accommodate its housing and economic needs after 2030. Speaking on commercial radio, the development chief Michael Wong reviewed that the latest forecast now far exceeds the original estimate. He declined to keep the latest figures, but said officials will give an update in a few weeks' time. The minister also said the bulk of land supply after 2030 will come from developments in North New Territories as well as reclamation in waters of Lantau Island. He said if everything goes smoothly, reclamation can begin as early as 2027, with the first part of people moving in seven years later. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says a political party should disband if it doesn't accept Hong Kong's new electoral system. He was speaking ahead of the Democratic Party's special meeting where members will decide whether the party will join the Legislative Council polls in December. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Tong said political parties are tasked with reflecting their supporters' views in the legislature. I think a political uh, party exists for the purpose of gaining seats uh, in any assembly or legislature to voice the supporters' views. This, of course, is founded on the basis that you accept the constitutional system. If you do not accept the constitutional system or the election system, and you say that so long as this particular system were to exist and I won't join the election, then I don't really see the purpose of their existence or why they should call themselves a political party. A grassroots organisation has called on the government to eliminate cage homes in a decade. Silai San from the Society for Community Organisation explained it's a matter of how many resources the authorities will allocate for the problem. She said the government should use $10 billion to build transitional housing to accommodate people in need. Actually, the grassroots, they cannot tolerate anymore. And actually, 10 years is a long time, not, not uh, mentioned up uh, 20 years. So we think the government, they should improve the policy and the situation as soon as possible. And of course, whether it's realistic or not, it depends on the implementation and the action of the government. If they input enough resources and manpower and determination to make change, I think they can improve the uh, situation as soon as possible. The Chinese technology giant Huawei has said it will continue to defend itself against charges it faces in the United States following the release of its chief financial officer, Meng Wanzhou. Meanwhile, a plane carrying two Canadians, Michael Kovig and Michael Spavor, who were detained in China shortly after Ms. Meng was arrested in Canada, touched down in darkness in the city of Calgary. Speaking at the airport shortly before they were reunited, Michael Kovig's wife, Bina Najibullah, described her feelings. There are no words really to describe the, the emotions that have been going through all of us for the last 24 hours. Uh, joy, relief, overwhelming gratitude for everyone who has worked to make this day happen. 
Ms Mung landed on the mainland yesterday night after leaving Canada following a deal with US prosecutors. A red carpet was rolled out for her arrival in Sanjian, where she thanked the authorities and President Xi Jinping for their support. Being an ordinary citizen facing such difficulty and being stranded abroad for three years, I feel the care and love from the party, the country and the people all the time. Chairman Xi cares about the safety of every Chinese citizen and has my case in his mind. I'm deeply touched. To the weather forecast, it'll be hot with sunny intervals and isolated showers this afternoon, but mainly cloudy tonight. Winds will be moderate easterlies, occasionally fresh offshore at first. The outlook mainly fine and very hot in the next few days. Currently, the observatory, the temperature is 31 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 65%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. It's election day in Germany and voters are deciding the makeup of a new parliament which will choose a chancellor to succeed Angela Merkel, who spent 16 years in charge of Europe's biggest economy. More than 60 million Germans are registered to vote. The BBC's Katja Adler is in Berlin. The what next after Angela Merkel has proved hard to predict. The race to replace her is expected to be tight between Armin Laschet, a Europhile conservative from her CDU party, and Olaf Scholz, a centrist social democrat and Germany's current finance minister. The Green Party is tipped to play a big role in the next government too, but first Germany is preparing itself for lengthy and possibly fractious coalition negotiations, meaning the Merkel era in German politics is almost over, but not quite. Today's vote is just stage one in the process to form the next government here. Mrs Merkel will remain caretaker chancellor in the interim. At least three people have been killed and dozens of others injured in a train derailment in the American state of Montana. The US National Transportation Safety Board has launched an investigation. Here's the BBC's Ben Lowings. Amtrak's Empire Builder Passenger Service was carrying 146 passengers and 16 crew members. It was on its way from Chicago towards Seattle, heading through a remote part of northern Montana. The derailment occurred at 4 o'clock in the afternoon local time near the town of Chester. Seven of the ten carriages left the tracks. Emergency services have been working at the scene to free people from the wreckage. Voters in Switzerland go to the polls today to decide whether to allow same-sex marriage. Church groups and conservative political parties oppose the idea. The BBC's Imogen Folks reports. Over the last 20 years, most of its neighbours in Western Europe have recognised same-sex marriage. But in Switzerland, all big decisions go to a nationwide ballot, making social change notoriously slow. The Swiss did not grant women the right to vote until 1971. Campaigners say same-sex marriage is long overdue, and opinion polls suggest most voters agree. But opponents argue that granting same-sex couples the same rights to adoption and fertility treatment would undermine family life, and there are some signs that polls have narrowed in recent days. To sport, the Ukrainian boxer Alexander Usyk has become the new heavyweight world champion after defeating his British rival Anthony Joshua in a match in London. Usyk outclassed Joshua with a fast-paced, nimble performance in front of 65,000 fans at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Boxing expert Steve Bunt said it's going to be a hard defeat for Joshua. He'll look at that and he'll make a decision and he'll say, I didn't perform. 
I followed him around. I did all of the things I was told not to do. I was all the things I was warned against. I did, and he'll be bitted. The key word here seems to have been disappointment. We've all used it in different terms, and I think AJ might even use the word himself. I think he'll be—he's honest. He'll be disappointed with that performance. After the match, Usyk said it wasn't the hardest fight of his career, but added he wouldn't rule out a rematch. At this point, yes, it was the biggest fight in my career, but it wasn't the hardest one. He is a true warrior, he is a fighter, and he will improve his skills. I cannot really say whether he will or he won't, but I think he probably will. In football, Manchester City moved up to second in the Premier League after beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge by a goal to nil, a deflected second-half shot from Gabriel Jesus. But City had, to, had most of the possession. The win makes Pep Guardiola the most successful manager in City's history in terms of victories, and it's perfect preparation ahead of a visit to Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League this week. I know come here, OK, we're going to do our game, we create chances, and we minimise the strength points that they have. And that's why, yeah, good day for us, just three points, but top of the table and, and it's a good way to start this fascinating week that we had ahead of us. To rugby and New Zealand have clinched the rugby championship crown by downing South Africa 19-17 in a bruising clash between the world's top two teams that was also the All Blacks' 100th test against the Springboks. Meanwhile, the Wallabies ground down Argentina 27-8 as Dave Rennie's men won three in a row for the first time since 2017. Australia move up to second on 13 points, two clear of the Springboks with the Pumas in fourth place. To end the news, the top stories once again. Development chief Michael Wong says Hong Kong needs more land for its economic and housing needs. Executive councillor Ronnie Tong says it's a political party's civic duty to represent their supporters in LegCo. And Chinese tech giant Huawei says it will continue fighting charges against it from the United States. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Sunshine when she Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no 
Sunshine when she's gone. 